Hey friend, welcome to Self Transform, a podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, certified personal trainer, whole foodie coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. <laughs> hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a busy working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained until I took action on my own transformation journey. I finally found the solutions to feeling confident and living a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard. And now I'm on a mission to equip you with sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt free. Together, we will simplify your health and fitness into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but daily actions that light you up instead. So if you're ready to redefine self-care and step into your own self-transformation, then let's do this. Hey friend, you're listening to episode 122 of Self Transformed. I am so glad you're here. I hope you had a wonderful long weekend, holiday weekend with your family focused on gratitude. And hey, I hope you go back and listen to episode 121 about how to stay on track with your healthy habits during the holidays. It's just my previous episode and the episode before that about perfection and overcoming, trying to be perfect for everyone and even for yourself. I think that's really important to remember this time of year as we tend to get a little overwhelmed and stressed. I don't want you to feel that way. So go back. I provided some resources here for you, gang. I thoroughly enjoyed my Thanksgiving weekend with my family. Got our Christmas stuff up now. Feeling holly jolly. That's for sure. And gang, we got our our, um, Elf on the Shelf is back. My 10-year-old still believes. Oh, boy. So we got to hide that, but luckily my 13-year-old's really great at helping us hide it and getting very creative because my husband and I have lost all ideas at this point to tell you the truth. So hey, quick reminder before we get into today's very important subject matter. Today is Monday the 29th. Today is the last day of my Black Friday sale. If you missed the announcement last week, I am offering 25% off any of the courses in my product suite as an early Christmas gift to you. So you can start reevaluating your habits and making self-care a priority for yourself. So that is 25% off any of my courses. So self-transform you, the Habits That Stick Starter Kit, my new mini course we just launched this past month, or the Whole30 Anytime course. Okay, gang? So you can go to emily-nichols.com services to learn more about any of those courses. It's 25% off each course. So if you want to get a couple of them, it's 25% off each of them. Okay. So like I said, it's my early Christmas gift to you. You can use the code at checkout Black Friday 2021. All one word, all caps to save 25% off. Everything's linked here in the show notes for you. And I can't wait to see you inside one of my courses. Let's get into today's episode. So gang, today we're talking about ADHD. So attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder. I've been hearing a lot of moms and other women on social media and on other podcasts talking about moms with ADHD. And the more I've been listening, the more I have felt 
compelled to have someone on the show to talk about this. Because I see women do my programs, they start them, they have the best of intentions. They start out so strong, but maybe sometimes they don't follow through. I've been there. I've been there so many times. I can't tell you how many courses I bought or made a list of something I wanted to start, like a squat challenge or I'm going to start this new habit. But if I didn't have any habit strategy around it, what we t- like what we teach in the Habits That Stick Starter Kit, for example, I'm not able to make it work. You know, I am one of those people where I will make a list of 20,000 things I need to do in the day and I just thrive off of crossing those off and checking them off. But then there's the, the next day, sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, my brain is, has just too many tabs open. I have too many things going on. I cannot do anything. So a couple of years ago, my youngest son actually received an ADHD diagnosis. It was a very mild form. And honestly, as he's matured, it's gotten better. And plus, he's just a free-spirited kid that just wants to be outside. <laughs> okay, in all honesty. But I mentioned this in the show as well. There is a statistic out there that if one, if a parent has ADHD, there's a 50% chance one of your children will have it as well. And when uh, Tyler was going through this diagnosis, they asked if any of us had ADHD. And my husband and I were like, no. But as they were going through the symptoms and we were learning more about it, my husband was looking at me. He's like, babe, I think you totally have ADHD. It's just so many different forms of it. And if I'm struggling with this, I know other moms are too, and I want to bring light to this to help you understand that if maybe you do have ADHD tendencies like I do, for example, there are habit strategies out there that like what I teach to help you feel more in control, to not feel so overwhelmed and all over the place, but also to know that maybe your brain just works a little bit differently. You have to give yourself a little bit of grace (laughs) that things might not always go the way that we teach within like my mini course or in the way that, you know, you need to just give yourself more time. But I feel like there's just been more of an open conversation about it. And I wanted to normalize this conversation and give you some resources today. So as I was doing some research and listening to a couple other podcasts, I came across Patricia Sung of the Motherhood and ADHD podcast. And I just knew I had to have her on to have this discussion with you to talk about habits and being a mom with ADHD and how you can overcome this and live a very productive and healthy life. You just have to think about things a little bit differently. Like I said, have a little bit more grace for yourself, okay? So let me tell you a little bit more about Patricia. I love this conversation so much. She helps mom with ADHD, like she says, get their crap together one step at a time and feel confident running their family life. Hallelujah. So after years of serial entrepreneurship and teaching middle school, she has a unique practical perspective on strategies for building a life that works when your brain is different. So she teaches from a unique viewpoint from her years of effective application in the classroom, being a teacher, in her own life. She, you know, heartfully shares her own truth and painful struggles through her podcast and her own struggles with ADHD as well. So definitely listen to her podcast as well. I'll be putting a link in the show notes for you, gang. But Get a pen and paper handy, regardless if you have ADHD or not, or you're just one of those women that call yourself a hot mess and you feel like you can't get it together. I promise you will get some takeaways from today's conversation. 
As always, stick around to the end though. I will share my three biggest takeaways and how you can start implementing the tips Patricia shares today in the show ASAP. Okay, get that pen and paper handy. Let's get into today's conversation. All right, gang, thank you so much again for tuning in to Self-Transformed. I am so excited for this conversation and I hope you have a pen and paper handy and ready for some light bulb or aha moments for you today. I want to welcome Patricia Sung of the Motherhood and ADHD podcast to the show. Patricia, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, me too. Me too. Like we were kind of talking before we hit record about this is something that I think is near and dear to my heart, but I didn't realize it until the past couple of years. So we'll get into this a little bit more, but Patricia, the first question I ask every guest to start off our conversation is what comes to mind when you hear the phrase self-transformed? To me, it's a process of, you mentioned you had recently turned 40. I turned 40 in a couple of weeks and it's like, I look back and I'm like, wow, what a different person I am compared to who I was not even just like five years ago, but 10 or 20 years ago. And that process of becoming, of knowing who you are and truly appreciating it is a really long process. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort on our part. And I don't think that I've become maybe not, maybe different person's not the right word, but truly understanding who I am and how I was created and what I'm meant to do and how I'm meant to be on the earth. Mm. That process of leaning into my strengths, not worrying so much about the things that I'm not good at and enjoying life, enjoying my family, enjoying what I do have, and then using what I've learned to help other people. Mm. I love that so much. You're so right. It's such a process and, you know, coming into being like who you really are and what you're truly meant to do and being able to give that back to other people. That's a process in itself. And that could change here in the next two years. Right. Right. And I think it's important to know, like, we're not meant to know all the answers. I I think that's like one thing I look back on, like, I really thought I was supposed to know all the things and really get it, but I'd only been on this earth for 20 years. Right. So that expectation I had on myself was fairly unrealistic, obviously, like expecting myself to do that. So like being okay with becoming like the actual process of becoming and learning and not thinking that you have to have all the answers and know everything right away. It's okay to know that 10 years from now, I, I will know so much more. I will have a very different experience. I will have a different perspective on what I've been through and you don't have to know all the answers right now. That's right. That's right. I love this process so much. That's why I always ask that question because what we do here on the show is give everyone the tools to kind of help them go through that process, figuring out how to take care of themselves from the inside out, getting to that actual point where they're at that point where they're like, I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with every, with just everything. And that's, that's a process in itself for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit maybe about your own transformation story, Patricia. Can you talk a little bit about your story, kind of where you, where you came from, what you do now and who you are today. 
Yeah. So I grew up not knowing that I had ADHD and I was actually diagnosed in college and it was a very like serendipitous process. I wasn't looking for it. Um, I was falling apart in college when I had grown up being like a model kid. I did all the things I was supposed to do. I turned in my homework. I had good manner, like all the, like your perfect kid. It was like that. That's what I embodied was doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And then I get to college and all of a sudden I, I literally just fell apart. I couldn't get up for class on time. I couldn't keep up with the sheer amount of work load that was required of me to, ma- to monitor myself. And it's easy to look back and say like, oh, well, now I can see it. It's clear in high school, I showed up at the beginning of the day. Somebody told me where to be, how long to be there, when to move, when to go to the next thing, what I needed to do. Here's the instructions, turn this in on Tuesday. And everything was very clear and very structured and very supported. And then you go to college and all of a sudden, no one's making sure that you did the 300 pages of reading over the last three weeks. No one's making sure that you woke up. No one's making sure that you got to class. It's all on the person. And it's easy in 2020 hindsight to see that difference. But at the time, I was just like, I don't understand. I did so well. Six months later, I am not doing so well. What's what's wrong? What's wrong with me? What happened to me? Like, what, what's the problem here? And I was very lucky to find that when I went to the student health center to talk to the doctor, because I was starting to deal with depression and anxiety and all this stuff. And and I, and I couldn't have told you at that time that that's what that was. I just knew I was falling apart. Right. And thankfully my doctor recognized it. And she said, I think you might have um, ADHD. I'd like you to go. Well, and back then it was called ADD. They've changed the name. So now, now it's all ADHD and it just has like subtypes, whereas there were two different names back then. And she's like, I want you to go to the student services center and, and get checked out. And I was baffled because to me, the student services center was for the dumb kids who needed help because they couldn't understand and they needed tutoring. I didn't understand that it was for so much more than that. Like that was my closed-minded view at the time was this is what it's for. I'm like, why are you sending me here? I'm really smart. I don't understand. And very, very thankful that like God just put the right people in my path to see the problem that I was dealing with, get me to the right people to get a diagnosis And, um, I was part of a, a master's student, her like research project. So she did a bazillion hours of testing on me and, um, it was quite enlightening to see, um, how my brain worked. And I mean, I, I like, like not to sound like braggy or whatever, but it's like, I, I scored super high on most of the stuff. I'm in like the 99th percentile and all these things. And then you get to my short-term memory and I tested at the level of a third grader. Mm. You're like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, ooh, oh, 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 it was like, any words, like what's going on here? And again, very lucky that that master's student had a friend in law school who knew she had ADHD. And that lovely young lady taught me how to study, taught me like the tricks and hacks and all that I needed to be able to learn and take those big giant projects and break them down and find ways to study that wasn't distracting. And, and I won't say that I, uh, flew through with flying colors, but I passed, I graduated (laughs) and, um, it, 
at that time, we didn't have the information that we have now. Like I always want to reassure women who are just now finding their diagnosis that yes, we look back and we're like, how did no one see, how did no one notice that I was struggling so much? And it's hard because we can't see inside people's brains. We don't know what other people are thinking. We don't realize that what we're thinking or that what we're dealing with or the anxiety or the anxious thoughts and the depression, we don't realize that that is out of the normal range of what people are dealing with. So we don't know that because we can't see it. And the information we had back then is not the information we had now. So even though I've known about my ADHD for over 20 years, that doesn't mean that I have a, like that I didn't have any issues along the way because I knew because we didn't have the resources and we didn't have the community and the awareness and the knowledge that we had back then. So while I figured out how to function through college and I got by, I feel it was like a lot of like duct tape and spitballs of sorting out what worked. Um, and it was fine. Like while I was working, you can see all the red flags along the way. Like when you look back, you're like, Oh yeah, that was, that was an issue. Um, but you know, I did okay. And then when I had my kids, I did not do okay. It was a royal mess. It was just, it was terrible. And you'll often see women will finally speak up because the symptoms get so much that they can't keep up in two cases. One, you have a big life shift where all of a sudden those structures and the coping mechanisms that you have in place don't function anymore. So for example, like when you see students go from elementary to middle or middle to high school, high school to college, because they had a structure that worked for them. Now they have a new structure and it's a mess. Mm. And we don't have the skills built in to absorb and adapt them in the same way that other people do. We need to be taught them in a different way and we need to be guided in a different way. It's almost like speaking another language. You can still learn those skills, but they need to be taught to you in a different way. And your version of them is not going to look like 90% of the world. Yours is going to look different. And that's okay because it works for you and that's what matters. The second way you'll see women usually diagnosed or that they realize, oh, this, this is a problem is in big hormonal shifts. So when um, you start your period, Um, when you go through pregnancy and postpartum in menopause, those are the times where, you know, we're learning, there's not a lot of research right now, but, um, there's a huge impact on your ADHD symptoms with your hormone shifts. And that's where you'll see women all of a sudden, like panicking because all of a sudden life is too much. That's why we're seeing all of these diagnoses in the pandemic, because we had our life set up with structures and support. And literally within a week, we lost all of them. And now we're taking care of our families in a silo at home all the time. And we don't have the, you know, the activities and the structure there to, to support us. And that's why all of a sudden people are saying like, oh, the, you know, it's a, the the people are trying to like, say like, oh, like there's a rise in diagnoses because people are like, like they want to put all these other reasons of like, people are seeking more medicine and people are, um, you know, eating the wrong foods. And now they're, you know, having these problems. It's like, no, 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 no. These were here all the long. We just didn't know it. Like this change in our environment and our support system has now highlighted the things that were already there. These women were already overwhelmed. They were already burnt out, but they hit it 
and kept on trucking until they couldn't anymore. And that's why you're seeing that. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. The point of this question was <laughs> where's my transformation? And when I hit motherhood and realized like, this is not okay. I can't keep up with what, like how I ran my life as a single person or married person and only responsible for me and like sort of kind of my husband, then that, that structure doesn't work when you have tiny people that need something all the time. And I look for resources and I couldn't find much. There really wasn't much out there when I'm over here Googling ADHD mom help and all this, and I couldn't find anything. And um, after my first, I was in no capacity to help anyone else. It was a mess and dealing with postpartum anxiety, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, and it wasn't until after my second was probably almost a year old when God was clearly like, Patricia, I need you to start a podcast and talk to these moms. I was like, Lord, no, <laughs> hard no. Thank you for thinking highly of me. I'm out. And like, I, I didn't know how to podcast. I barely even listened to podcasts. I am an introvert. I don't want to tell anyone my problems. I spent my whole life covering this up. I worked really hard to cover it up because I didn't want people to think less of me. So the fact that you want me to go out there and like announce on the internet, like you lost your mind, Lord, like straight up lost your mind. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it took several months for me to listen. And I just, I couldn't shake it. Like I knew how much I struggled after my son. How could I not reach out to these women yeah. who are also struggling? Like, at least I know why I'm struggling. Like, and maybe I didn't know how to fix it, but I knew why yeah. there are literally millions of moms out here who are struggling with the same thing and think they think like I'm the problem. I'm broken. I can't get it together. Why can't I just get it together? Why can't I keep up with this planner? Why can't I remember to do stuff for my kid? Mm. And all that like negative self-talk and shame just eats at us. But when you know this is the reason, then you can start to make shifts and changes in your life to fit a system that works for you. And not to say that all the problems go away, they don't, but you figure out how to work with the person that you are and with the brain that you have, and it gets a lot easier. It's never going to be easy. We do have a learning disability, but it can be a lot easier than where we are right now. Oh my gosh. I love that story so much. And that, that you're now helping other moms recognize that, um, you know, I wouldn't, I imagine you Googling ADHD and moms a few years ago, it would have been really hard to find any type of support group or something, or you just thought that was just something in children or something like in hyperactive children or whatnot. Um, what we stereotypically thought of ADHD, um, I wonder if a lot of women are listening or going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is me. Or you hear that mom who's always like, I'm just a hot mess. I, you know, I'm just, I'm all over the place. I'm just a hot mess. Um, what could maybe be some potential signs that maybe someone does have ADHD? I know you need to get a professional diagnosis from a doctor, but what are some maybe possible signs a woman could, maybe a light bulb would go off for her to go seek some help? So the main one, I think that like the, if I'm just to like be super broad, it's just that feeling of overwhelm mm. and you're not sure, like, I just can't seem to get my head above water. Mm. No matter how hard I try, no many, how many books I read, planners I buy, like therapy I go to, like friends that I ask for advice, I'm doing all the things and yet still I am drowning. I am overwhelmed. I am burnt out. And no matter what I do, I cannot get my head above water. 
and I'm losing myself. I'm losing my mind. I'm straight up. I think I'm going crazy. Like that is the overwhelming theme across the board because we're over here trying to live life in a way that's not meant for our brains. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like practical things of what I see, it's things like, um, I just asked my kid what they wanted for breakfast and they said oatmeal. And then I go to the stove and cannot remember whether they said oatmeal or yogurt. I have no idea. Um, your purse and your car look like, you know, your life vomited out of it and is falling everywhere. And there's receipts here, receipts there, French fries here, and you mean to clean it up and you know, it needs to get cleaned up, but you didn't and you haven't. Mm. So that idea of knowing what you need to do but yet somehow I just can't get there. I just can't make myself do it even though I really want to and I'm stuck. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of what I hear is like, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't, I don't know how to get over this hump. I know I need to clean the car. I know I need to clean the house. I know I need to clean up. Like I've walked past this sock on the floor 16 times in the last four days and the sock is still there. Um, Things like I literally just told my husband this morning that I have an, a dentist appointment at 10 and you realize at 1030, you forgot it when you just talked about it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I'm like, uh, one of my favorites recently that I'd never heard before. And I was like, that's me, um, <laughs> is when you go to the drive-thru and you rehearse your order multiple times because you're nervous that you're going to forget something. And then you get there and you still end up forgetting something. And then you're mad at yourself that you've like, <laughs> but I meant to ask for ketchup, like <laughs> things like that. It's like this low, like underlying anxiety and depression. And a lot of women who have ADHD have these other diagnoses first because they know something's wrong and they go to the doctor and like, well, that, that sounds like anxiety. That sounds like depression. That sounds like chronic fatigue. That sounds like bipolar, but all of those things are rooted within the ADHD. Like, yes, you are anxious because your brain is always running a miles a minute, like a 10 mile or sorry, a hundred miles an hour. Like your brain's always moving and you can't hold on to your thoughts. Like they always seem to escape you. And yeah, you feel depressed because you keep forgetting to do stuff and then you beat yourself up for it. And then you run down the shame spiral of how you're a horrible person. You are chronically fatigued because our hormones have a huge impact on our symptoms. And you are going to have days where you feel like you can conquer the world and you get like literally, you know, 40 things on your to-do list done. And you're like, this is amazing. And then the next day you are beat because you used up everything you had the day before. And now you don't have anything left. Or it could be in part of your cycle, you know, week two, you blew through and conquered the world and then comes week three and you feel like you can't even get out of bed. Mm. So it's all of these things where like, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. Like ADHD is such an oxymoron where we have our days where we are amazing and on point. And then we have our, I'm a failure of a human being. And then you think it's you Mm. and it's not, we're just, we just run differently. And I think that's really important to point out, Patricia, it's your brain's just wired differently and there's different forms of ADHD, right? I know when my son was going through his own diagnosis, um, we didn't get as deep as I wanted to with the particular doctor we were with. Um, hence we don't go to that doctor anymore. (laughs) Good choice. Good choice. 
Yes. But same thing though. She did mention, you know, like, Hey, his brain is just wired differently and you have to come up with new strategies to help manage your day that works best for you. Like even you mentioning some of those tendencies, like that's me, like my car and my purse and like my office and my closet, especially is just a disaster. And some days I will tackle it and it will be clean, clean, clean oh, forever. Yeah. I'm like so good. And the next day I'm like, oh my gosh, everything just exploded again. How did this happen? I'm too overwhelmed to even like think about starting to do that. So I feel like there's different levels and whatnot of ADHD, but we're all about figuring out habits and habit hacks on how you can best move forward with making sure you're making time for yourself, making time for self-care. Um, you know, having habits in place to get the things done you want to every day. Coming from a perspective of a mom with ADHD, what would be like a couple of top habits you would suggest a mom listening to try out to make her feel maybe a little bit more in control of her day, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's actually what I teach my classes on now. Like I have the podcast and it was a hobby for two years. And just recently I started teaching classes and it just kind of fell together because I was a teacher before my kids were born oh, I love it. and it was like, this, this is where I'm meant to be. So like, that's what I teach in my classes is how do we build these habits? Because when we read those books on how to build habits, we're like, okay, that makes sense. Like I, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And then we start and it falls apart within a couple of days or a couple of weeks, or sometimes like by 3 PM, I have totally, totally <laughs> lost it. Like, because we go in thinking like we're all or nothing people mm. and we are like, okay, I need to get a daily routine. This is it. And we write down this whole routine and I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to do it. And so we start and we follow that routine and we are using all of our mental energy to do a completely new thing all day. And then by three o'clock, our brain is like, stop, please stop. You have used all of our capacity for today. We are done. So because we have this tendency, it's like, it's this balance of, we don't want to fight who we are, but we also need to work within those bounds. So you can come up with that whole plan and be like, this is where I'm going but we can only implement one thing at a time. And we don't want to do that. We're like, but I don't, I don't want to spend the next six months working on improving my life. I want my life to be better now. Right. <laughs> and so we have to work within that, um, like that mindset and that framework of like, yes, we do want to get there eventually, but we can't do it all tomorrow because our body is not capable of like, like we can't just wake up tomorrow and be a different person and be like, scrap that old Patricia. She stunk. Let me get a new one. She, this is what I'm going to do today. Yeah. Like when you, when you hear it, you're like, oh, that is what I do. And mm -hmm. you're right. That doesn't make any sense. But at the time it seemed like, like I can do it all. I can make it all happen. And yes, you can make it all happen eventually. So it's working in those baby steps of, Okay. We're not going to like revamp the entire bedtime routine. Can we change one thing? See how that works. Can we, if like, if the, okay, that fit. I like this. Let me add one more thing. And just doing like little by little will allow our bodies to use the, our energy more efficiently. So we're not blasting through our whole day. Like generally speaking, women with ADHD have 
a lower energy threshold as a whole. Like we just can't do it all like we see other people doing. We just don't have like that level of reserve. Our battery just holds less power. So if we're, if we know that our day takes up 95% of our power, just the minimum of being a mom, we only have that extra 5%. It's like, okay, well, what do I want to dedicate that to? Is it going to be dedicated to spending time with my kids? Is it going to be implementing a new habit? Is it going? And when you make that conscious choice, then you're far more successful. So like having a a realistic plan in place. Cause usually we're the people with 1700 things on our to-do list. And I'm like, I'm totally going to do it all. This is, I'm going to do all these things tomorrow. Yeah. And we don't, we don't prioritize them because our brain doesn't work like that. It's just like, we have a big list and we're going to do it all. And so it's that combination of like, is this realistic? Can I implement just a little bit of time? Like I talk about baby steps all the time on my podcast. So just like little by little. Um, and I think the other part of being successful in making changes is having a community of support and people that understand you. Because when you are in this cycle of, I was gung-ho, I tried this thing, it failed, I stopped. And a lot of times we'll get a lot of negative feedback from people in our lives because they see us as being flaky or lazy Mm. or, oh, look, she tried to do that again. Look how that turned out. Right. And having people around you that don't understand how your brain works is really hard. Um, so having a community, even if it's just one friend who gets you and understands how you work, that is so life-giving. Knowing like, I am literally, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person dealing with this. And um, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's like so many tangents I could run on on that. I'm like, ran it in, Patricia, ran it in. Um, those would be my first three. Well, and it's understanding the way your brain works. And like you said, starting small, because if you starting a new habit takes brain power, it's not, it's not like an unconscious behavior, like brushing your teeth. That doesn't take Mm -hmm. a lot of brain power. That's something you established years and years and years over time. That's something you just do without thinking about it. Right. And it takes time to establish new healthy habits that it doesn't feel exhausting, that it doesn't take up a lot of brain power. Um, we always talk about there's a 2190 rule where you know it takes 21 days to form a habit, but it could take up to 90 days for it to actually feel like a lifestyle where it's just something mm-hmm. you've adopted. And probably even longer than that, if your brain is working differently, um, you have a few more challenges to get through. So I'm so glad you pointed that out. You know, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, sometimes with ADHD, sometimes that accompany accompanies with, um, anxiety or depression, um, or other mental health issues. And I think that's really important to point out and hopefully, you know, women listening can find the root cause. Like if it is an ADHD Mm -hmm. diagnosis, like, Oh, you know, I had a friend, she posted on Facebook the other day about like how a child with ADHD hears so much negativity at them all the time. A lot. And, you know, as an adult, it's like, okay, am I hearing that too? And that can, you know, really weigh on your mind over time. What are some things you would suggest to a woman listening, you know, to help them with their mindset if they are feeling they have it, they do have ADHD or ADHD tendencies, what are some things they can be doing to help their mindset with this? Um, we have to learn about our brains. We have to understand how our brain works. And I'm not, I don't usually like 
straightforward, like give people like, you have to do this, but like, this is something you really do have to do. You have to understand your brain in order to have a healthy mindset, because otherwise you're comparing yourself to what everybody else is doing. And although there are quite a few of us out here, um, you know, they, they estimate about 5% of people. And the more that I'm talking to people, I'm like, I think it's closer to 10% people. Um, it's far more prevalent than we realize, but most people are like Patricia of 10 years ago, putting on that mask and say like, everything's great. I have my life together. I'm so fabulous over here when really they're dying inside and panicking and, and frustrated. So even though, excuse me, even though they are struggling, we don't see that. So it feels like we're the only one because we don't see it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. All that to say, knowing how your brain works means that you can then start to put the strategies in place that make sense for you. If you're comparing yourself to someone who is neurotypical and their brain does what it wants when they want it to do, you will always feel bad about yourself. You will always be disappointed and you'll always feel shame about not being able to attain something that's not physically possible for you. Mm. Now, it's not to say that you can't do those things. You just have to do them in a different way. They can still be done. Your habits just look differently than other people. Yeah. But, we, but we have to let that go that we, we aren't going to look like everyone else. I mean, and, you know, I mean it's a lot easier than said than done. Right. But if you have that mindset of I'm supposed to run my life like everyone else, you will always fail. Mm. That's not fair to yourself. Well, it's just having that all or nothing mentality again. I feel like that's been brought up on my show a couple of times. We're actually going to do an episode on it in December because <laughs> it keeps being brought up. I'm like, okay, we'll do an episode on okay, all okay. or nothing mentality. But same thing. It's just kind of like, you know, understanding how your brain works and being okay and giving yourself a little grace and just, you know, if someone's talking about, oh, we'll do this morning routine. Okay. Realistically, how does that work for you? Can one of those things work for you and how would that work for you in your life and the way your brain works? Yeah. And that's, I mean, one of the things I love so much about my community is that like, like all my students who are in my classes are invited to our weekly support group. So it's 30 minutes and we get together. And it's like, whoever has a question can ask it. And like all the moms will jump in and share how, like whatever's working for them. And when you're taking advice from people who get you, you're far more likely to find a solution that's going to make sense Yeah. as opposed to getting your advice from somebody whose brain works differently than you. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that their advice is a bad thing. Like I'm glad that worked for them, but I need to seek my resources in the places where there I've seen success in people who think like me because other, I mean, otherwise I'm just beating my head against the wall. Exactly. Exactly. Well, to kind of wrap up here, Patricia, I want a woman listening today to know how she should go about seeking help or maybe a diagnosis. If she is listening to this episode and she's like, oh my gosh, like is, why are they talking directly to me? (laughs) How, and they've maybe never had an official, like I've never had an official diagnosis of ADHD. Like when my son was diagnosed a couple of years ago, the doctor mentioned, you know, do any of you have ADHD? You know, sometimes it's genetic within a family. And I, we were like, no. And my husband was like, as we were going through testing, my husband was like, I kind of think maybe you have ADHD. I was like, I, I kind of, maybe I do. I, I don't know. <laughs> but how would a woman listening go seek out treatment or a diagnosis to get some help? 
I guess, well, first I want to say yes to all that, because when you have ADHD, there's a 50 to 70% chance that when it, that your kids will, like one of them will. So if you have more kids, there's more likelihood that one will. <laughs> and, um, whenever I hear someone say like, Oh, you know, one of my kids just got diagnosed. I'm like, well, you know what? You need to look at yourself and you look at your spouse. Oh, it probably came from one of you. Like, <laughs> yes, there are a few cases where things come from, you know, like a head trauma or some kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, terrible thing that happened, but yeah. generally speaking, it oh, came yeah. down the family tree from somewhere. And, <laughs> um, you know, that complicates things because now you're dealing with, you're trying to help your kid, but you're also trying to help yourself. And that it's a whole interplay, but either way. Um, so actually I'm like, I'm, I'm like thinking about the date. I have an episode coming out at the end of November that is actually, actually exactly this, like what to talk about with your doctor. So go listen to that one. I'm like trying to, I'm like, I think it's 120. If you're okay. If they listen, I'm like, I hope I got that number right. Cause I just said off the top of my head. Okay, I think it's 120. Yes. And if not, it's 119, it's 119 or 120. I can't remember. But, um, the main thing that I recommend is that you, you can ask your general practitioner about it, but the caveat is this is something that's not really talked about in med school. Doctors do not get training on this. Like it's literally like in a book somewhere, there's like one page of like, by the way, this thing where uh, here it exists, it's called ADHD and paragraph and that's it. So they are not trained on this as a general rule. So if you are looking for someone to help you, I recommend starting by asking them if they have experience in this, because you'll find a lot of people um, who are very well-trained in lots of things are not well-trained in this. And it's not their fault. They, I mean, that's all they got in med school. That's all they got in med school. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have someone in their family that it affected or something, like, why would they have gone down the rabbit hole of ADHD? So um, do your best to find someone who does understand ADHD and especially in adults. Um, the way that ADHD looks in adults is different than in kids because kids are still growing and changing and you're going to see a much different, um, presentation. It's still the same things. It's the same issues, but as adults, we have managed our way through 20, 30, 40, 70 years of life, figuring out how to make it work for us. So it's not as a parent because it looks like you have your crap together because you have a job, you graduated from school, you have figured out how to function and make life work for you. So a lot of times those things are hidden because you have developed very strong coping skills over time. So just know that like what you read about kids is kids don't have those skills yet. They, they are still learning how to be humans. And, you know, it, it's just, it's a different, it's a different beast. So, um, and even when you look at people who are more inattentive versus more hyperactive, some people you will see their ADHD embodied in them in the way that they move, they're constantly going. People who have an attentive ADHD, for them, it's usually that hyperactivity is in their mind. Their brain is always going. Their mind is always moving. Um, or we do often, you'll see us being very fidgety people. So like hair twirlers, um, nail biters, like some kind of like fidgety thing. Um, that's where you'll see the hyperactivity. But because it's so subtle, people don't view it as quote unquote, quote unquote, like hyperactive. Um so it's like, those are like the nuances there of like, yes, we all have hyperactivity, but are you seeing it physically or is that a mental hyperactivity? So it's like the nuances are, are a lot. Um, and I'm like, I could talk about that for another like four hours. So let me, 
back up here. Um, seeing somebody who truly understands it and has experience in it will do so much for you because what a lot of women will find is that they go to talk to their doctor and their doctor has that opinion, the old opinion of, oh, it's only in kids or you've made it this far, you must not have it. And that can feel very invalidating. So if you find that person, then that just means that's not the right doctor for you and you need to find another one. So finding the person who truly does understand it and can, or that is just open to listening. Because when you go into your appointment, if you can list all the ways that ADHD affects your life, which you could probably just walk, watch a few TikTok videos and Aiden, you know, reels on Instagram and you'd be like, oh, there, I had that to the list here. Um, Check. Yeah. And if you can go in with that list of evidence, it's a lot harder for a doctor to dismiss you because here's 25 ways I can tell you this affects my life. Hmm. There's a lot, it's a lot harder to ignore a patient who is well-prepared. Um, and that's hard to do when you don't know, but it, there is that, um, there's enough information on the internet at this point that you can do some Googling and figure out how that fits you. But also fair warning, there's a lot of garbage information about ADHD on the internet. If you want to find like fruit roll-ups cause ADHD, you can find an article that tells you fruit roll-ups cause ADHD. I'm like, oh, oh, oh gosh. Anybody with a $10 to buy a domain name can put their opinion on the internet. So fair warning. Um, but yeah, going in and being prepared and knowing like, this is the way this is affecting my life. That will be a, a huge start. Oh, such a good tip. Such a good tip. Awesome. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think there's going to be a lot of women like being like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Cause I feel like you're talking to me. Um. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I want, I want women to know like we're not alone. We're not the only exactly. one dealing with this. And when you find that community of people who understand you, then you can start to grow in your confidence and capability and how to run your life. Well, like that's literally my mission in what I'm, Absolutely. what I'm meant to do here. I think. I love that. I love that. I think you're doing it. I think you're doing it. Well, where can everyone find you and connect with you online? So my podcast is called motherhood and ADHD and it's on all the major podcast platforms. And the website is the same, very ADHD friendly. The website is motherhood and ADHD. Same as my Instagram handle, motherhood and ADHD. And um, my classes are, are on my website too. Or if you want the shortcut, it's bit.ly forward slash ADHD mama. And it's all lowercase. And I teach these skills of daily life of how to keep up with your calendar. How do you tackle a to-do list? So you don't end up with the, you know, Santa Claus, naughty or nice list worth of, um, to-do list things. And, um, and then my newest class is developing a daily routine that fits you and fits ADHD life and is not overbearing, but allows you that flexibility to be who you are and still get all that mom stuff done. I love that so much. Uh, well, friends, go check out Patricia. And Patricia, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate you just being willing to talk about it because it is a very sensitive subject. And a lot of people are scared to say, hey, this might be me because there is that stigma. And I know that the more that we're sharing about it, the more that we will be able to change how ADHD is looked at. And it's not that annoying five-year-old bouncing off the walls. Mm -hmm. It is literally like almost one in 10 of people around you, um, that have a different kind of brain and you know, we're movers and shakers. We get things done just in a different way. That's right. Oh my gosh. Thank you again. So appreciate it. Thank you, Emily.
Patricia, thank you so much for this conversation. I learned so much from you and I really appreciate your heart and dedication to helping moms with ADHD. It's, I just, I love this conversation so much, everybody. So let's talk about my three biggest takeaways from this conversation with Patricia Sung of the Motherhood and ADHD podcast. So number one, you need to create a system or strategy that works for you based on how your brain works. You know, if you do have ADHD tendencies, regardless if you've had a formal diagnosis or not, like I have not, but I'm pretty sure I have some tendencies toward ADHD, it's a learning disability. So give yourself a little bit of grace and think about starting small. We've all done this where we make that huge list of new things we want to try, new habits we want to establish, and we're going to make this an elaborate morning routine and do this and do that, and then we just do nothing, right? We have that all or nothing mentality where if I can't do it right the first time or do it all, I'm just going to do nothing, right? So I don't want you to do that. I want you to think of just one tiny thing you can do at a time and see how that works over time and then slowly start stacking new things on there, okay? Like what we talk about in all of our courses, especially the Habits That Stick Starter Kit, we talk about really intentional strategies to make new habits work and reworking them over and over and over again and giving them time. And remember this, it takes a lot of brain power to start a new habit regardless if you have ADHD or not. So you know, give yourself a little bit of grace, maybe close a few of the tabs open in your head as well, instead of opening up more tabs, if you know what I'm saying. So number two, watch the way you talk to yourself and your kids, okay? Watch the way you talk to yourself and your kids. So stop calling yourself a hot mess. Please, please, please. You are more than a hot mess running around feeling like, you know, a chicken with its head cut off or your hair is always on fire. Stop calling yourself a hot mess. We've done an episode on this before too. I don't like calling myself a hot mess. It, I, it makes me sad when I hear my girlfriends call themselves that too because I'm like, no, you're like a beautiful like person just trying to do their best. Like you're not a hot mess because the more you talk that way, the more you're going to believe it. Okay, so just understand maybe your brain works a little bit differently. Your battery wears down a little bit more quickly. But also if you have a kiddo with ADHD tendencies as well, you know, are they hearing a lot of negativity in their life as well because they're struggling, you know, in the classroom or they're always getting in trouble or they're always losing things. Oh my goodness, my son always loses things in his room's a tornado. But I've learned to let certain things go. You know, what are his strengths? What are his abilities? And what can we um, shine for him? And I think we need to, we, of course, we want to do that for our children. But can you think of doing that for yourself? I know that's a little harder, a little easier said than done. But what can you shine a light on that you are doing so well, celebrating those small wins and talking a little bit nicer to yourself? Okay. And then number three, if you felt in, um, like you were raising your hand a lot <laughs> like I was during this episode and maybe you do want to get a formal diagnosis Patricia offered a lot of really great tips to make sure to ask a lot of questions you know find someone that is specialized in this just don't go to a, a regular doctor and then they may just pre prescribe you medicine whereas you know you may need to have some coping strategies in there as well. A community is a really great place to reach out. She has a wonderful community of women sharing the strategies that are working with them. She has her classes around habit strategy um, for moms with ADHD in particular as well. 
But also super important to point out, you know, sometimes anxiety, depression, um, feelings of sadness, for example, are paired with ADHD because you always feel like maybe you just aren't doing things right. Or you feel like so-and-so has it all together. Why can't I get my stuff together? And sometimes over time, that can really weigh on you. And just know, friend, some of that is not warranted. All of it's not warranted, to tell you the truth, because you are just trying your best. If you do have ADHD, your brain is just wired differently, and that's okay. I think it comes from having an open conversation with those around you saying like, hey, I need a little help this way. If your kiddo has ADHD, they need help in this way as well. Extending yourself the same grace as you do your kiddo, but going and seeking the help that you need and digging deeper and not just taking surface level um, uh advice from doctors most uh, what's what I'm trying to say I mean your doc I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor I'm not saying that definitely you know take the take it for with a grain of salt but also if you feel inclined to dig a little deeper there's also more experts out there on ADHD medical professionals that you can seek out to make sure you're getting the right diagnosis the right kind of help and strategies in place to help you live a more um fulfilling life a more calm life or just accepting the fact that, hey, this is something I work on every day to deal with. We all have our issues we have to go through, but I hope today it gave you a little bit more perspective to give yourself some grace to know that maybe, hey, maybe my brain looks works a little bit differently and I should go seek out some help to help me have some strategies in place to help me live my best life. Okay, so Patricia, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Gang, make sure to go check out the Motherhood and ADHD podcast with Patricia. So many great tips on there. If you were raising your hand during this podcast, um, and like I said, regardless if you have ADHD or not, I really feel like you probably got a few takeaways from today's episode because I certainly did. And I believe I have ADHD tendencies (laughs) without a formal diagnosis, but I know you're going to get some tips from today's show as well. Don't forget, today is the last day of that Black Friday sale, gang. So if you want to save 25% off any of the products in my product suite, so any of my courses, STU, Habit Set, Stick Starter Kit, or the Whole30 Anytime course, make sure to go to the link in my show notes and use the code Black Friday 2021 to save 25% off. It's over tonight, Monday the 29th at midnight Eastern. Okay, sending you all lots of love, gang. We'll check in again later this week. girl real quick before you go if you love today's show and know your girlfriends need to hear this message too then grab a screenshot post it to your instagram stories and tag me at emily nichols because the more mamas out there hearing this message the more empowered we'll all feel to take care of ourselves so we can pour from a full cup or the number one way you can thank me for this podcast is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way, more mamas will find the show here too. Love you and appreciate you, girlfriends. See you next time.